Vegas takes over. Smith comes out to the neutral zone. Deals right. Marshall still fires. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Smith to Marshall. Four to two Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights eliminate the Colorado Avalanche last night in Game 6, and we have got a packed show for you today. Wallace out on the homestead, Millard and Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Ready to rock and roll. Vegas Golden Knights on to the third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs for the third time in four years. Unprecedented in the modern era. St. Louis Blues actually made it to three straight finals in their first uh, three years. But that was uh, during some wonky setup uh, when the expansion teams, when they went from six teams to 12 teams, and the expansion teams uh, were all in one division. So it's a little bit uh, misguided. But uh, this is this is uh, amazing. Uh, the final four are set, and the Golden Knights will face the Montreal Canadiens in the Stanley Cup semifinals uh, this year for 2021 and play for the Clarence Campbell Bowl. And uh, Kick things off. Uh, let's bring in the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, Kelly McCrimmon, right off the bat on the VGK Insider Show. And uh, before we get into the series, Kelly, just um, congratulations, obviously. Uh, this is an uh, incredible achievement, uh, both historically with the franchise and then uh, against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, your summarization and what you saw in that Colorado series. Well, it was such a good series. The hockey was uh, at such a high level. And uh, the you know to win the series in six games feels like such an accomplishment based on how good Colorado's team is, and I I think we all knew all year if we were going to get out of the West uh, Division, we would likely have to go through Colorado at some point. Uh, we played eight times during the regular season, six more uh, at playoff time, and obviously uh, the teams know each other real well, but uh, uh, you know it was extremely close and. Uh, I'm real happy for our players. They, uh, uh, I thought, played a great series, and, and we're excited to move on. Did you see a turning point or a difference at, uh, at a certain opportunity where you guys were able to capitalize on that swung the tide in your favor? Well, there were a lot of shifts to me in this series, and I guess likely that's how most playoff series are. But, you know, game one, uh, you know, <clears throat> when you look back at it, was an outlier. Uh, they dominated that game, and I think that it wasn't uh, just a matter of us uh, being physically drained from a seven-game series with Minnesota, but just the emotional, uh, you know, prep that you need to be ready for uh, a game against uh, against a real good team like Colorado in Game One. We weren't we weren't ready. So if you look at that game as an outlier, I think that there was a few keys from there. Game Two. Uh, what I felt was really important was how well we played, and uh, you know I think would have, you know, if there was any doubt sown sown on game one with how one sided their victory was, I thought the game two uh, gave us uh, reason to think that we could play with Colorado, and yet the outcome uh, didn't go our way. So we returned back to Vegas, uh, you know, down two nothing, and then uh, you know that third game, if you if you aren't successful in game three when you're already down by two. It's going to make the uh, the climb uh, awfully difficult if you uh, if you fall in an 0-3 hole. So that 
uh, late come from behind uh, victory with uh, you know the Marshall goal and the Pacioretty goal right after uh, you know to me was what really gave us uh, you know gave us the opportunity to you know cut the series lead in half made it a brand new series you know just from a confidence standpoint by this point now we played two good games in a row even though we only won uh, game three but it it uh, you know it set the table for uh, for the remainder of the series. Kelly McCrimmon's with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know, Kelly, when you look at kind of that first round against Minnesota, Vegas with a, a couple of opportunities to close, get the job done in Game 7, here in this series against Colorado, uh, the first opportunity to eliminate the Avalanche, the Golden Knights were able to do it. How much of that is just maturation through the process of, of winning in the playoffs and learning uh, what what you needed to do in the first round and applying it to the second round? Yeah, it's hard to say. It, it, it played out exactly as uh, as you described. The reasons for why I'm not 100 percent sure. I would I would say you know likely um, you know the elimination game came in game six. It came uh, you know the game following a big overtime win uh, in Denver. Uh, I think that uh, consciously or subconsciously. Uh, the desire to avoid going back to Denver for a game seven, uh, you know, really made last night our night to win. If we hadn't have won, then we'd be, uh, we'd be getting ready for game seven tomorrow. But certainly last night was, <clears throat> was, uh, you know, the night that we wanted to get, uh, to get the victory in the series. And, uh, fortunately we were able to do that. You're so invested in this process. Uh, do you have any ability to enjoy what we just witnessed between two of the best teams in the National Hockey League? Statistically, they were, but uh, but the high pace and the drama and, and the execution? You know, from a, just a broader perspective, I, 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 I actually felt that different times during the series that, um, you know, just as an organization, incredibly fortunate to be in a series this good. Uh, it reflected extremely well on Colorado's organization, extremely well on our own. It was good for the National Hockey League. Uh, it was good for fans. It was a series that I think was really enjoyed uh, all across uh, North America. So you enjoy uh, being part of that. Uh, in terms of enjoying anything for long, based on something that happened in a game or the outcome of a game, you just uh, aren't really able to do that. Um, you know, getting the series victory last night, I, I sure think it was a night uh, our guys uh, could enjoy it. I, I hope they got a good day today just relaxing. They weren't uh, to the rink at all today. So we've got a real, you know, probably the, the perfect break uh, between now and, and uh, game one on Monday. Uh, when you look at our schedule, the 56-game schedule, you know, very rare we had more than a day off. And, uh, you know, this allows us to finish on Thursday start on Monday, so um, that's a real uh, good opportunity for our guys to recharge. We know the result from game number one, but going into the series opener and the uh, option to play Robin Leonard was an advantage, and uh, mm-hmm. while it didn't work out that way, do you think just giving Marc-Andre that break uh, allowed you to have an edge in the series? Because uh, I look back at last night in particular, and Mark looked fresher than Philip. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, I can't speak to, to Colorado's uh, goaltender, Grubauer, <clears throat> had a great series. He he had to work a lot. It was a hard series uh, for, for both goaltenders because of the quality of the teams. Um, you know, what we did with Robin playing game one was, 
uh, you know, the, the same thought process that we did playing Mark Andre in game one against Dallas uh, a year ago in Edmonton. Uh, when Robin had been playing, and we, uh, you know, put Mark Andre, and I think, I think as much as anything, uh, you know, and I touched on it earlier, is just uh, the mental part of it. I, I think to give uh, Mark Andre the chance to play Game Seven against Minnesota, uh, finish that series on a Friday, and then he played Game Two on Wednesday. You know, even that extra day in there made it more advantageous to. <clears throat> to look at giving Game One to Robin because we had the two days between games because the NBA. Uh, had the building uh, in use on the Tuesday night. So, you know, Flower got from Friday till Wednesday, which I think really uh, enabled him to recharge for, uh, you know, the, the five games of the series that he played. Kelly McCrimmon joining us on the VGK Insider Show as the Golden Knights advanced to the third round, the Stanley Cup semifinals in the 2020-21 season. So, Kelly, now it's it's Montreal on the horizon for the Golden Knights. We know Montreal's a, a deep team. They have strong defense, great goaltending. Can you actually conceptualize what this series is going to look like since we, you know, we really haven't seen the Golden Knights face a different team outside of the West Division? Yeah, I've touched on this uh, different times, different interviews that I've done over the course of the season, how um, – how different it is going to be for the four teams who advance to the semifinals and that they're going to be playing uh, a team they haven't played all season. We've all played against, uh, you know, in the case of the U.S. teams, we've all played against seven other teams. In the case of the the Canadians, they've played six other teams uh, the entire season. So uh, that's very unique. uh, That's unprecedented. It doesn't happen in uh, in normal times. So, uh, you know, teams will quickly... Uh, you know, try to learn as much about their opponent as they can and get a feel for one another as quickly as possible. I think that, uh, you know, likely all four teams in the semis will uh, first worry more about their own team and uh, and playing the type of game that uh, has got them to this point, and, uh, and I know that'll be our focus. But with respect to Montreal, um, you know, they've played uh, extremely well. They've won seven games in a row, which if you're doing that uh, at playoff time, I think is uh, uh, you know a sign that your team's playing very well. You know that you'll uh, be facing a team that's uh, extremely confident. Uh, they upset Toronto in the first series uh, after trailing uh, three games to one. Toronto was the first place team in the Canadian uh, division. So um, you know, as you touched on already, goaltending with Carey Price, their top four D have logged. Uh, big minutes been very effective. That part of it, I think, will be a little bit like Minnesota's top 4D in terms of uh, you know big, heavy defensemen that are going to make it hard for you to get uh, get to the net, get to rebound opportunities, even to get in and establish a forecheck. And then uh, up front, I think you see a team that's uh, got real good balance and uh, you know plays very well defensively and uh, and really uses four lines. They've had uh, real good contributions from up and down their lineup through the course of the of the two rounds. Kelly McCrimmon joining us on the VGK Insider Show. Uh, you beat Colorado in six, which uh, almost feels like a break because you didn't have to go seven, which is ludicrous to say that uh, that you that you actually do get out of it one short and feel like uh, like you beat the the, the pot a, a little bit. Um, was it was it tactically? Was it depth? Was it uh, your star players coming to play? Uh, I'm curious where you see where you gain the advantage over Colorado. Well, I think the teams were really even. I think the series was really even, and yet there were stretches where we were better than them, stretches where they were better than us. So, um, 
you know, I mentioned this morning that uh, you know you need you need players to step up and make plays. You need players to seize the moment. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of good players on our team. Uh, Colorado has a lot of good players on their team. There's there's a point uh, or points in games, points in a series where you need uh, you need someone to make a play, and whether that's uh, you know Jonathan Marsh is so tying the game in game two, Max Pacioretty winning it, whether that's uh, Mark Stone in overtime of uh, of game five, um, you know the ability to respond quickly to a goal against last night. We gave up a goal in the first minute, but we were able to respond very quickly. So you know those those types of uh, uh, those moments in a series, I think, uh, um, have a lot of meaning and a lot of significance. And, and I would say, likely over the course of the six games, we had our guys, uh, you know, show that they could do that a little bit more effectively than than, than their guys. And you know, Colorado have a great team, um, you know, crazy star power and uh, and uh, depth that are really uh, talented team. And you know, the series, you know, the series between two teams like ours could go either way. Uh, you know, we were fortunate we were able to get those uh, handful of breaks that we needed. Uh, you know, the overtime goal in Game Five was really important. The comeback in Game Three, as I touched on, uh, you know, last night's game, the the clinching game, I thought Colorado uh, played a great game, and I thought that uh, we had to be at our best to uh, uh, to end the series. Hey, well, I've got you here. Uh, Mark Stone makes the play in overtime. Uh, he pokes the puck uh, ahead and is able to protect it with that long stick. And I had a conversation with him a couple of months ago, and he said you were the one that told him to go to the longer stick uh, way back when, when you were together in Brandon. I, I think he said it was after a game in Moose Jaw or something. Uh, but what what made you, do you remember that, and what made you sort of guide him in that direction? Well, a lot of times uh, younger players or players in junior will use shorter sticks, and I just uh, really think that you know if you can get used to it and embrace it, it's a real uh, it's a real advantage. And you know he's taken it to the extreme. He's got a very long stick, and uh, you know just as magnificent with uh, with it his ability to strip pucks and make plays, and you know reach around people and uh, you know do the things that uh, that he does. But um, you know that's um, you know, advice that I've given lots of young players, but uh, you know, if you have taken it to heart the way that Mark has, or uh, or have done, uh, you know, what he's done with that uh, with that skill as a pro. Why didn't you give me that kind of advice way back when I was younger? <laughs> Go to school. What is my advice for you, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly McCrimmon's with us, the VGK Insider Show. Ryan, last one to you. <laughs> You know, Kelly, I mean, obviously in terms of depth, like last night you get key contributions from Will Carrier, Nick Holden, Keegan Colasar. When it comes to Keegan specifically, where this season has his game matured the most? Well, I'm glad you asked about our depth. I should have mentioned it uh, earlier in the interview because to me uh, our depth was a real um, real contributor uh, to this victory. And you look at what separated the teams, it's another area where, you know, Throughout our lineup, we had uh, you know contributions from a lot of players. Uh, you know, most recently, of course, last night with uh, Keegan's goal, and then uh, Will Carrier getting the fifth goal to really uh, you know give us that two goal lead. Uh, Keegan specifically, I think uh, you know, uh, without going through our entire lineup, uh, just at uh, kind of face value, I would tell you that Keegan's likely the most improved player. Uh, on our team, and he's really earned the trust of uh, our coaching staff. Uh, I think he's earned the respect of his uh, of his teammates. 
and he's played some exceptional hockey. And, uh, you know, last night he was in uh, as a centerman. I thought he had a good night in the faceoff circle on the goal that he scored. Uh, you know, we want to draw clean back to uh, back to the blue line for Petrangelo uh, to take the shot, which he then uh, deflected in. He made a really good play uh, on Carrier's goal uh, to get the puck uh, back to the point, I believe, to uh, to Theodore. Um, just a big, strong guy that holds on to pucks. He's got very good hockey sense. I think uh, he's going to continue to emerge and develop here for uh, uh, for a few years. He's a young player young player and I just uh, uh, really happy for him and uh, I knew he was going to score a big goal for us it's amazing the chances that he's had in the second half of the season that haven't gone in and I uh, I, I often said this guy's going to score a big goal for us and certainly last night uh, that was the case. Did you have Nick Holden doing the same thing? Uh, just a touch on him Nick uh, Nick Holden uh, you know, I'm really happy for because he had a real challenging year with uh, being out of our lineup as much as he was with our challenges with uh, the salary cap and he has played great in these playoffs he was really uh, effective in the minnesota series when he went in he's been in and out of our lineup he's come back in he played a lot of shifts uh, in the series against uh, nathan mckinnon when McNabb was out of our lineup he partnered with uh, shea theodore they got that match up a lot uh, you know now he's with uh, zach whitecloud but they still had a lot of uh, time on the ice with uh, the Colorado top players, and uh, you know, a really big goal. He's he's actually, I think he's got you know six or seven points uh, in the playoffs. So he's been uh, part of the offense uh, as well, and he's done a really, really good job for our team. Outstanding, uh, well said. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, good luck as you work your way through uh, the weekend and into Monday and the Stanley Cup semifinals against the Montreal Canadiens. It's just it's freaky to even say that, but uh, uh, enjoy the third round and uh, well done. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, guys. There's Kelly McCrimmon, the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, joining us. Going to the third round for the third time in four years, and they uh, like were knocking on the door in the in the one year that they didn't get there um, uh, because of uh, what happened. Uh, I won't bring up that incident, but wow, like the success. So now we have we have the Montreal Canadiens, the most successful franchise in NHL history, based on Stanley Cups. And now they will face the most successful franchise in NHL history out of the gate based on playoff performance and division titles. It's a, it's a sort of a juxtaposition in a way because of the old versus the new, but yeah. it's very similar in where they are coming at the game historically the championships and what the Golden Knights have been able to do in rewrite uh, how you operate a franchise out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a testament, uh, obviously, to what the Golden Knights have, have become in their four short seasons, right? Like, this is an organization that's constantly trying to improve, constantly trying to get better. And, you know, the fact that you are in the final four, three out of the first four years as an organization – um, it's it's just a testament to doing things the right way and and really looking at every corner on how you can get better. And for the Montreal Canadiens, like this is a a franchise that has all the history, all the mystique, all the nostalgia surrounding them, and and they're getting it done this year uh, with a a team of guys that are bought into a system 
and a lot of depth, right? Like in in terms of the Golden Knights saying that they are the sum of their parts, as Pete DeBoer said last night, uh, the same could be said about the Montreal Canadiens. Great goaltending, solid defense, and, you know, a lot of depth up front, and, and that's why they were able to come out of the North Division. I want to play a game with you right now. Okay. And this is uh, this is a fun one. It's and people play along at home uh, if you want, or in your car, wherever you're listening to the radio or or the podcast. Uh, I want to play one-upmanship with uh, Ryan Wallace. And what we're going to do is I'm going to mention a storyline, and then you're going to mention a storyline. Uh, we're talking Vegas <laughs> against Montreal, and we're going to try and one-up each other. As we go back and forth, we've got a couple of minutes. And Bruce Boudreaux is going to join us, a former National Hockey League coach, NHL Network analyst, is going to pop on the program in a couple of minutes. We'll talk about the, the Golden Knights series uh, against Colorado and uh, and coming up against Montreal, but also what else is happening around the National Hockey League and maybe get an inside scoop on whether or not Bruce is up for uh, some of these jobs uh, that are still open uh, in the National Hockey League. But uh, you ready to play one-upmanship? Yes, let's go. Okay, I'll just go start with the the very basic, new versus the old, and the uh, collision course between these two uh, teams that are meeting in the third round, and you know how you've got the history on one side, and uh, are you kidding me? Uh, hockey in Las Vegas in the desert, and it's successful in the envy of the hockey world? That's cool. Go. Tyler Toffoli versus Alec Martinez, a Ooh. pair of Los Angeles Kings that won a Stanley Cup together facing off against each other. Uh, Max Pacioretty against his former team. Uh, not just against his former team, but Max Pacioretty, the former captain, the full-time captain of the Montreal Canadiens. And this will be the first time since 1968 that a former full-time captain of the Montreal Canadiens will face the Blue Blanc Rouge in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It doesn't happen very often. And Doug Harvey's the only former full-time captain to ever do that. Max Pacioretty will become the second. Yeah, I'll take the other side of that trade. It's Nick Suzuki playing against the team that drafted him in the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon and Dominic Ducharme. Mm. What? Um, They were together Mm. on a World Junior staff for Team Canada a couple of years ago. Uh, I remember uh, they came through uh, Toronto, and uh, the girls and I went down and uh, and uh, caught up with Kelly before they went off to uh, to Europe and chatting with him. And he was the assistant coach to Dave Lowry, who's now an assistant coach with the uh, Winnipeg Jets. But uh, Dave Lowry had a staff that consisted of Kelly McCrimmon and Dominic Ducharme. So Kelly and Dominic were assistant coaches on a World Junior. Uh, team together, and now Kelly's the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, and Dominic Ducharme, the interim head coach, which won't be replaced very quickly, uh, of the uh, Montreal Canadiens, so kind of a key tie-in there. For me, um, it is Carey Price, Marc-Andre Fleury. It is two goaltenders that have been among the elite of the elite their entire career, facing off in a playoff series, and getting a front row seat for Carey Price playing out of his mind in the playoffs, and the same for Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, And I'll just add a footnote to that. 2010 was the only time that Marc-Andre Fleury has faced the Montreal Canadiens in the postseason. That is also the only time that Carey Price has reached the third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And he had to go through Marc-Andre Fleury to get to that stage. 
that was the year in which the New York Rangers won the East and lost to Alec Martinez, who scored the overtime goal uh, for the Los Angeles Kings as we wrap up one upmanship on the VGK Insider Show. Did you have more? I had two more. Oh, go, go. The the Golden Knights versus Corey Perry Mm -hmm. in the essentially the third round for the second year in a row. And obviously on the front of everybody's mind, the John Merrill revenge series, John Merrill versus the Golden Knights. Didn't have that one uh, written down. I, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of John Merrill, but uh, Corey Perry, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to leave that one aside because I, I love the guy. And, uh, and, and, and Jake Allen, remember friend of the show, Jake Allen, is, yes. is Carey Price's yes. back. We got to put those friendships aside because this is the playoffs and everybody's got to be focused on the games at hand. And we'll be friends with Jake and we'll be friends with Corey Perry after the series is over. So i got to ask you guys, since this will be the first game John Merrill plays at T-Mobile as a member of the opposition. If he plays. If he plays. I know he's missed a couple games. Um, does he get the tribute on the scoreboard during the playoffs? No. No. Why not? No. He, he, he's no. earned it. He no. earned it. No. No. He no, absolutely no. earned no. it. No. 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 That's, um, oh, can I be, That's not a like, are you serious question. about that? Why would you not? <laughs> Everyone else has gotten oh one when goodness. they come back. If I didn't just spill pop on my phone, I would throw it at you. I think I think the listeners are on my side on no, this one. No, they're not. They're not. Put, let, I'll put up a poll. I don't care what your poll oh. says. I think the listeners are on it, my side. It's not happening. That's what the regular season's for. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll chat with Bruce Boudreaux coming up next. Uh, that just ate up half your time on catching up with Chapman, and you should lose all of it for bringing up something like that. It's the VGK Insider Show. Uh, Reflecting on a Game 6 victory over the Colorado Avalanche and a six-game win uh, over the Avs to get to the third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, This is VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. That was smooth. I've got Chapman completely rattled behind the the control board right now (laughs) after what happened in the last segment. Ridiculous idea that he brings up. Nothing against John Merrill. Uh, This is uh, the VGK Insider Show on this Friday between games uh, six and game one of the uh, second round to third round. And uh, to talk about uh, what's going on in the Stanley Cup playoffs, let's bring in our good friend uh, Bruce Boudreaux joining us from the NHL Network, former head coach in the National Hockey League. Uh, How are you? Like, no no hockey to watch tonight, so we bring you on the radio. You don't even get a break at all. (laughs) Well, it's... uh... With no hockey on you, you got to have something, man, because <laughs> I was losing it. There's nothing on TV. All I'm doing is flipping channels here. Oh, man. So what did you think of the uh, series between Vegas and Colorado that ends in six? Well, first of all, it was extremely exciting. Um, and uh, uh, so, I mean, I loved it. I think any any hockey fan would have loved it just for the – whether they had a – uh, a dog in the fight or nothing. I mean, just watching the games were were, were good enough. But I thought uh, it was really interesting to me. Like, I mean, I thought uh, Pete did a great job in game one. Uh, and, I mean, I'm sure he talked to Rob and the, uh, Leonard was a sacrificial lamb. They knew that they were going to, that first game, that they weren't going to be that great coming off in an emotional series against Minnie. And then they just kept getting better. Game two, they had a bad first period, but they played really good in the last two and lost. And game three, they win. Game four, they win by a bigger margin. Game five, again, they get better. 
and in game six, uh, um, they're just starting to hit their stride. So it's, um, uh, I watch, obviously watch them all, but uh, you can see the depth and uh, of coming through. And then I thought uh, Peter Angelo was finally playing to his um, uh, pedigree, and he was a major factor in, in, in the, the winning of the series. When you say uh, major factor in winning the series, what did you see from Alex that really took him from the great level to like just determining the result level? Well, I mean, uh, first of all, I love the fact in, uh, that he's the big defense. Big the teams with big defensemen are winning in the playoffs, and uh, um, so uh, I, I and I I thought that was a major reason why he. Uh, St. Louis one was him, but what uh, what you weren't seeing before was getting any offensive um, uh, support from uh, from from him. And in the last four games, he was doing it 200 feet. He was doing it defensively and offensively. And so, when your supposed best defenseman or highest paid defenseman can do it at both ends of the ice, and he can play 25 minutes a night at the same time. You're you're really uh, ahead of the game, and and I think he made Shea better uh, by him playing that uh, that good. There was he didn't have to worry about both games, both teams' uh, players, um, uh, both uh, Peter Angelo's and his. He just had to worry about his game, and I thought it was become it became a major factor that you could put those two guys out, and then the fact that you got McNabb in Game Three, another big defenseman, that I just thought. Uh, was so important, and um, it, it worked out perfectly. And I really believe that Colorado will go uh, back to the drawing board like Tampa did uh, um, two years ago and see what they have to do to get better, and, and they'll make those corrections in the offseason. And um, just like Vegas did last year when they went out and got uh, Peter Angelo, I mean, what they thought they needed. And, and I remember telling George at the, at the time when they signed him, when you guys signed him, I said uh, this could be the, the final piece to the puzzle. And uh, being a Vegas fan, I hope it is. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. And it just was one of those weird seasons where he couldn't get into his groove because of COVID or the injury. Uh, Bruce Boudreau is with us. You can watch him on the NHL Network uh, as an analyst on NHL Tonight through the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, joining us on the VGK Insider Show. You know, Bruce, you made mention of that hard-fought series against the Minnesota Wild in the first round for the Golden Knights. How much of that series kind of bled into and the lessons that Vegas learned in that series, how much of that helped them in this second round against Colorado, especially on? Well, I, I think anytime you're in a really tight series, you learn how to play in, in tight situations. You know, when it's, um, uh, especially games, Game seven, they lost a couple games in overtime. So I mean, it's it, you learn these things. You learn how to act. It's it's not hitting you for the first time, so you become comfortable. And in the situation, and the good players, they embrace this. And the 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 guys that are afraid of it usually fall to the wayside. Now, I thought again, Vegas embraced the tightness, embraced the the fact that they were playing the um, a tough opposition in the second series anyway, and embraced almost the underdog role after getting uh, beat 7-1 in the first game, and it just made them stronger. And some teams would have um, gotten really afraid by that, and it would not, not have been a series. In the Minnesota series, 
I just think they were frustrated because they didn't play anywhere near as good as they played, I thought, in the last four games against Colorado. Maybe they took them a little lightly. Um, I don't know, but they weren't crisp. Nothing was really crisp about their game, I thought, in, in the Minnesota series, but it got crisper and crisper as the series went on. So hopefully if that can continue, then they'll get better against Montreal and then Hopefully, you know, and uh, they'll be in the finals and get a different result from the last time they were there. Great to have my buddy uh, Bruce Boudreau on with us. Uh, Gabby chatting with us from the NHL Network as we hit the halfway mark of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Crazy that you've done all this and uh, you're only halfway there uh, through the journey. Montreal is up next for Vegas, and I want to get your comments on uh, Tampa Bay uh, and what they have in store for them against the New York Islanders. But uh, Carey Price, nothing flusters him. But what do you think it's going to be like for Montreal, who just in the last couple of games got to play in front of 2,600 people uh, and now will face 18,000-plus in that nightclub gong show? Uh, reminds me of you and I hanging out uh, in the glory years in all the clubs, uh, Gabby. Uh, uh, what, what it's going to be like for Montreal to go into that environment at T-Mobile Arena for the first two games? Well, I mean, <laughs> they, they know what it's all about, uh, and they're probably going to be sitting there watching in the first period. So I hope, first period of game one, so I hope Vegas comes out really quick. And because I think Montreal is going to take a little bit of time to get uh, acclimated to um, what they're really in for. I mean, 2,500 people in in the forum. Uh, yeah, the the French can get loud and they're, they cheer a lot, but that's nowhere near what the noise is going to be like in the fortress uh, um, on, when do they start, Sunday? Monday. Um, Monday. It's uh, so. I mean, I think uh, the Montreal young players will might you know uh, are going to be looking and and sort of reacting to it. So I it, so if if um, Vegas comes out and doesn't react, to, they don't need to react to the noise. They know what it's going to be like. They just come out. They might catch them by surprise. But uh, uh, I'm liking it. You know what? We both know what the Montreal fan base is like. I'm hoping this opens up Canada because. Uh, right. The Quebec people get so upset they say, "Let's put twenty thousand people in our building," yes. and then all of a sudden Canada opens up. So that could be the secret to open opening the country. Yeah, we might get home again, Bruce. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> I don't know what home looks like anymore. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, Bruce Boudreau is with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know, Bruce. Obviously, you you go into this series. We we know that the Golden Knights are prohibitive favorites here. But I mean, can you give us kind of an indication as to why this might be a little bit closer of a series than I think most people are taking it at face value? Well, first of all, any team that makes the final four in the NHL playoffs is playing really good at the at that time. And we've seen it a lot. I mean, Montreal's won seven in a row, and. Um, Three against Toronto when they're down three to one, and four against Auto, uh, Winnipeg who just swept Edmonton. So I mean, it, you sit there, and I've been on teams that have uh, done that and and have hit their stride at the right time, and people don't respect them, and they take it easy on them, and the next thing you know, they're behind the eight ball, and now they're they're playing catch up, and the other team, this in this case being Montreal. Is just gaining more confidence and more confidence. I mean, uh, I think you have to you have to come in there and you have to. We used to say, listen, when they're down, step on their neck and don't let them up. I mean, um, you know, in a hockey phrase type thing is is you got to take advantage of it when you when you can. And 
and don't let them off the hook. And I think that's what Vegas has to do is don't give Montreal a chance to believe that they can win the series. I uh, have to give you credit. You're the second uh, head coach that has uh, told me in the last 20 hours that Tampa Bay uh, and Colorado remind sort of had that mirror image of each other, and Tampa Bay had to go through it. Colorado is right now. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, ended up getting over the hump last year, now back in the Final Four, uh, faced the New York Islanders. Uh, Bruce, how do you handicap that series? Well, I mean, I'll tell you, again, on paper, you look at it and you go, okay, Tampa Bay is so strong and so deep and everything else. And, um, but you watch um, the Islanders in game six, and I think they were as, that was as good a third period or last half of the game as I've seen any team play. Boston's a really good team, and they couldn't even, they couldn't move. I mean, the, the speed of the Islanders was uh, incredible, and, uh, you know, Varlamov is, is playing really well. Uh, I mean, they've got great balance. They've got six defensemen that can play. They've got 12 forwards that can play, and they've got two goalies that can play. Saying that, so does Tampa, and Tampa's uh, forwards are more superstars um, than, the, than the Islanders are. But, again, the Islanders uh, took them to six games last year, and they lost game six in overtime. So, I mean, they know what it's all about. And uh, I think it's going to be a heck of a series. I, I mean, we always say that the, 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 for the champs, which Tampa is, has, has the edge. But I wouldn't put anything by the Islanders. But, uh, I mean, I, if I was to bet, I would still bet on, on um, Tampa to win the series. But this time it would take seven. Uh, a couple of great coaches in that one, too. And uh, speaking of which, uh, do you mind if I, it's just you and I talking like nobody else? Ryan Ryan's yeah. already hung up. It's just uh, we're just hanging out. There's a there's there's still a few uh, there's there's a, there's a few openings here, and I I know you've talked to a couple of teams. Uh, how are things going on uh, on that front? Because I'd love to see you back uh, behind the bench. So would I. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. You want to you want to be a GM somewhere <laughs> and, and just give me a call. Uh, uh, there's you know already an announcer that thinks he's a GM. Okay, and uh, we know yeah. what that is. It's uh, funny. It's been a strange year. I mean, uh, um, never been unemployed in the NHL for longer than a week. So uh, this has been a long year, and you you carry your phone everywhere. I go to uh, go if I go to the bathroom, I'm carrying my phone because I do not want to miss a call if it ever does come. Um, you know, I mean, it's uh, I'd be lying to say if I didn't really want it. Uh, uh, I'd be lying if if you if I didn't say. Hey, I'm watching these games, and you miss when you've been doing it for your whole life. Yeah, you miss being in the fight, and that's what I see. These, you know, whether it's the coaches, whether it's the, you know, um, uh, Bruce Cassidy or or Barry Trotz playing mind games, trying to uh, talk the refs into uh, into giving them more, you know, power plays, or the, you know, or Pete DeBoer or any of these guys watching their strategies of what they're doing. You're in the fight, and you've always been part of a team. So that's what I miss a lot. I mean, uh, and uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say I did. So hopefully uh, it, uh, I get the opportunity again because I'd really relish uh, one more shot at the can, kick at the can. Oh, I love your work on uh, the network. Uh, you know that, but uh, there's nothing that would make me happier than to see you back behind the bench. So uh, we're waving that flag, and we're rooting for you 100, uh, 110% on that. And uh, that's... 
and hopefully you can get home too. So there's a lot, uh, we're a lot boosting for you right now, Bruce. Uh, Thanks for doing this, pal. No problem. Anytime. Uh, Be good. Okay. You as well. And uh, I know I'm not supposed to be uh, cheering for any individual team, but I, I really like George McPhee an awful lot and I'd really like to see him win. So go Vegas, go. Uh, and we will pass that along because uh, we know that you guys have uh, some uh, some deep ties together. Uh, there's Bruce Boudreau uh, with us on the VGK Insider Show as we continue our number two. We're going to open up the phones for you, the fans, to uh, chat things up as we look ahead to round three of the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Golden Knights up against the Montreal Canadiens. You're listening to Fox Sports Las Vegas. We try from holding top of the left circle at the left half wall, and now to the point, another shot, they score! Nick Holden, left point, rips it home! 1-1 tie! This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. VGK Insider Show, Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace uh, with you, hour number one. Wrapping up as we uh, turn our attention over to the VGK Injury Report with Dr. Robert O'Dell, the founder and owner of the uh, Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. Uh, Dr. O'Dell, how are you? Doing great, thank you. Uh, so did you, did you watch the game? Uh, get, get your opinion on, on what you saw from the Vegas Golden Knights and how exciting that was. It was awesome. You know, I have to admit I'm an old guy and I go to bed at 8, so I miss the uh, third quarter, but I knew they'd, I knew they'd pull it out. Uh, it was g- awesome. Great way to wake up, too, and uh, knowing that they're off to the uh, third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, knees well, uh, knees are a big part of uh, I think, hockey. I think that was the Stanley Cup playoff. <laughs> I shouldn't be talking this way, but, you know, the number one and two seed in the whole tournament. Yeah, you're right, and uh, what a what a matchup, and to be able to even just get through it one short of the uh, the maximum in six games instead of seven uh, should bode well for uh, the uh, freshness of the Vegas Golden Knights going forward against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, knee replacements uh, because uh, we we we've had this uh, moment where we've had a couple of series that uh, teams haven't met for each other met each other for a long period of time, and we we reflect on like the age. And the '90s, when these uh, these teams went to head to head, a lot of these guys have gone through knee replacements. I, I play with a guy, Randy Burge, uh, in our uh, men's league skate. He's gone through a knee replacement, and it's a long haul to get back. But you don't think that uh, that we necessarily need that uh, these days? Well, it's interesting. An orthopedic surgeon told me a long time ago that hips hurt way more before and very little after. My sister Cindy had two hip replacements and was hiking two weeks later. Knee replacements hurt way more before, or way more after, than they do before. And 20% of the time, they still hurt. And actually, we can treat that too. But my maintaining that there's really no need anymore to have a knee replacement. I don't want the orthopedic surgeons, some of my trusted colleagues, getting mad at me. But there are so many things that we can do about, on about three different levels uh, to assist these folks and mitigate the need for a knee replacement. Dr. Odell with us in the VGK Injury Report in Fox Sports Las Vegas. So what are the stages then, like in terms of of treating knee pain or or preventing a knee replacement? The first thing you do is you never give steroids or local anesthetic in the knee. Those are toxic to the knee. Younger people can have platelet-rich plasma, which can actually heal the uh, meniscus. I actually was was honored to be taught by one of the leading foremost 
PRP guys in the country, George Chang Chien, and he showed me how to do some very sophisticated uh, injections for torn menisci. So th- that's one thing for younger people. Now, that's not covered by insurance, uh, unfortunately, but many people feel that uh, this is much better than a, than a scope. Uh, in fact, uh, they've done studies with sham scopes, arthroscopies and real ones, and found no difference. Once again, I, I hope North Peak surgeons are listening, but it's it, it, it's actually true. Now, once you have once you've had a, a, a once you have a problem, there's two different uh, uh, two different types of pathology: osteoarthritis with time, and of course, elite athletes will get that quicker. And then there's internal derangement. The internal derangement can be a uh, uh, a problem with the uh, uh, with the uh, ligaments, the metacollateral, lateral collateral, the ACL, the MCL, and again, these can be fixed with with uh, uh, targeted PRP injections. Uh, and this is really good for people in you know thirty to fifty-five or so. Um, and, and and but let's let's talk about the older folks. Let's talk about the older folks, if I may. I apologize, my eight-month-old is acting up here. He needs some attention. Um, <laughs> we have three things that we can do. The first thing is called viscosupplementation or knee gel. We do something called Hymovis where you inject it one week and the next week. It's very good patient compliance because there's only two there's only two injections and um, this increases the, the cushioning of your knee. It works beautifully in many, many people. The government will the insurance plans will pay for that every six months and it's an absolutely excellent physiological uh, treatment. You can also follow that with amniotic fluid-derived tissue, which is a program I can talk about another time, but that can actually get the chondrocytes, the, the cells that actually make the fluid, to it, the gel, to actually uh, make more of them. So it's just real exciting because uh, 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 so many people have gotten better with this, at least in my hands and, and in the literature. If people are interested in finding out uh, more, how do they get in touch with you? It's uh, 702-257-7246. Either now or later, depending on time, we can talk about what if the Hymovis, what if the knee gel supplementation fails, then what do you do? And I'll leave the timing up to you guys. Let's uh, save that for next time, and uh, and we'll uh, be able to talk more about the Golden Knights and their Stanley Cup playoff run. Dr. Odell, uh, enjoy it. Enjoy the third round, and we'll chat with you very soon. Okay, thanks, thanks, guys. Appreciate There's, uh, it. There's Dr. Odell with the VGK Injury Report on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, care to give us a call? Give us uh, your thoughts on what you went through during the second round in that six-game series against the Colorado Avalanche and your expectations for the Stanley Cup semifinals. Uh, we have the lines open right now, 702-876-1340. When we come back, the top of the hour, hour number two is all yours on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 